0: Well, praise God, man! I'm glad y'all are here tonight. I'm glad you were hungry enough for the presence of God to come out in the middle of the night. So, Laura, when we were leaving to come to church, I said, "Like, I feel like it's time to go to bed." <laughs> so, all of those of you out there watching, laying in your bed right now, you're a dirty dog. You're a dirty dog. But praise the Lord, man! I'm glad y'all are here. I want to share something with you tonight, and I just hope I don't get off derailed off the tracks Uh, you know it's easy to do nowadays with all the craziness going on and uh, but I want to share something with you Uh, and so get your Bible out and go to Psalms 139 if you would verse 13 is where I want to start Psalms 139 13 now I encourage you to go back and listen to last Wednesday night's message if you hadn't already heard it you weren't here that message was straight from the Holy Ghost. It was a prophetic message, I really believe, of what God's doing. And I just want to tell you all something, church. Every day I get up and I smile. I, I I know that things look bad. I know that, you know, you can hear, you know, in the, in the, if you listen to any news, I mean, you know, it's just bizarre, but uh, I smile because I know God's in control. I know God has got this baby. I know that God's going to do what God's going to do, and I know the devil's not going to have victory, and God's going to have victory. That's just the way it is, and I know that I'm a child of God, and I know that everything's going to work out. Amen? But I know that there's a lot of craziness out there in the world, and I know that people aren't thinking right, and uh, I've told y'all this from the the get-go. In this year, in the election, that this is not about Democrats, not about Republicans. This is about God and about the Devil, basically. It is about good and evil. It is the Devil showing his hand. It is it is the it is absolutely the demonic forces in the face of the earth trying to manifest. And the only funny thing I think about it is I th- they've overplayed their hand. And but I want to share something. I want to build up into a little more of that. But I just want you to read this. Verse thirteen says. For you created my innermost beings. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. This is what God is saying about you. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret places, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained within me are written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious are your thoughts, O oh God. How vast is the sum of them. Right count them, they would outnumber the grains of the sand. When I awake, I'm still with you. I want you to understand something. What I believe is going to happen right now with the face of the earth, I believe Christians, there's a lot of Christians are going to wake up. I believe a lot of Christians have just been playing Christianity. They've just been, their relationship with the Lord is just simply just surface. There's no depth to it. There's no real relationship to it. They don't really know Jesus. They don't talk to Jesus every day. They do not know the power of the Holy Ghost. They do not know God working in their lives. They're not dependent upon him. And so therefore, they've become anxious. They're all saying, why, God, is this happening? Oh, God, what are you doing? Oh, you know, we can't go this direction. But I'm telling you, God's wanting to move in hearts of people because God loves people. Hear what I'm saying? God loves you, but God loves people. God loves humanity. He loves his creation. If you have a thought come to you, ah, God doesn't love me. That's demonic. It's from the pit of hell. It is not from God. You say, well, it's just my thoughts. No. Is it a demonic thought? injected into your thinking to make you think like that god loves you he thinks you're precious he has more great thoughts about you than the number of the sand of the sea so if you walk around all day long beating yourself up well then you know what you're just listening to a lie you're continually listening to a lie you've opened up the door of the enemy and you've allowed him to come in hello Last week I was talking about Jesus at the pool of Bethesda and the lame man, and 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 he says to the lame man, Do you want to be healed? And he said, Well, you know, yeah, I mean, it'd be nice if I could walk. I hadn't walked in 38 years. I'd like to walk, but you know, I mean, I will never make it to the water when the angel stirs of the water. You know, I'm not going to be able to get in. And Jesus says, Well, take up your mat and walk. In other words, take up that, get that, get that, that thing that you've been laying on, that dirty thing, that comfort that that bless that you think is a blessing is really causing you to stay there all the time and get turned loose of it, man. Change your ways. Get up on your feet and walk. And I believe that's a lot of Christians have to wake up right now and start getting up on their feet and walk because what's happening, church, and what's going on right now, and and I have my opinion, but I'm not going to give you my opinion. It's not my job. My job is to preach the gospel. But I want to tell you something. I know with all of my heart that right now that no matter who becomes president, God is still God. He didn't fall off the throne. He ain't going to fall off the throne. He ain't going to go, I mean, I believe one way, but I'm telling you what, I'm telling you what, God's not going to fall off the throne. It's not, it's not the end of the world. God, has, God is going to have his way, which reminds me, you need to be here Sunday. Sunday, I'm preaching seven events that are going to take place on the face of the earth And I believe shortly. And so you want to hear what those seven events are. And so I think God's got his plan going. I think God's going to do what he's going to do, but he's not going to be able to do anything if people don't wake up. People are going to wake up and get off their mats, get rid of that old bed that's been holding them down, throw off that deal. And so listen to me. If you, man, oh, man, I'm going to get you on this one. If you're one of those people that, you know, you just let the wife do all the praying, well, then, you know, I'm telling you what, you're wrong and you better start praying. You better start blessing your family. You better start praying over your whole family. You better start praying over your kids before they go to school. You better start saying your prayers at night on your knees, seeking God with all of your heart and quit sitting on your, and not doing anything. Because these are not times to be playing around with your relationship with Jesus. You better know him and you better know he created you and you better know he loves you and you better know that the seducing spirits that are flowing over the face of the earth right now aren't going to be able to seduce you. Now, Jesus told Matthew chapter 7 there was two people or two houses, okay? Two houses. One house is built upon the sand and one house is built upon a rock. He didn't say there was a house built upon medium dense earth. Am I right? He didn't say there was a house built on unpacked caliche. Right? There were two kinds of houses a house built on sand and a house built on a rock. And I'll tell you what, God's doing some shaking right now, and Christians are going to find out is their house built upon the sand or is their house built upon a rock? Now, I told you all this before, and I'm just kind of reiterating here because now I'm getting fired up because I want to tell you something. People are Christians who gotta figure out if, if their houses are built on the rock or they're built on the sand. If they're built on the sand, they gotta hurry up and get sell that house and get the new one called Jesus on the rock. And then our job is to help other people get on the rock and get rid of their houses of sand. Because God loves people. Do you hear what I'm saying? God loves people. Okay? He died so that people could be free. Free from sin. They could have ble- they could be blessed in life. And then they could be his mouthpiece, his hands, and his feet to go out and do his work. It's a plan. God has a plan. Listen, God is not sitting up in heaven, just like, man, what are we going to do today? How are we going to work this out? You know, I don't know how these people can get things so messed up. God has a plan, and He's working it out. It's us crazy people, His creation down here doing all kinds of stupid things. Now, on the counter side, the flip side of that, the devil hates humanity. Why does he hate humanity? Because God loves humanity, right? John 10.10, the thief comes to do what? Kill, steal, and destroy. There ain't nothing he's coming to do that's gonna be a blessing. Listen to me. I gotta say it because it just irritates me. If you're not doing anything wrong, how come people can't come look? If there ain't something going on wrong, you should be able to open the doors and give everybody donuts and coffee and say, come on in and look. So right off the bat, I'm like, what? What? See, I want to live in a, I I don't want the devil to come in and kill and steal and destroy. And and I'm really mm, like on this, this, not the fence. I'm just trying to stay pastorally about about my feelings towards lying, cheating, stealing, because that's not of the kingdom of God. That's of the kingdom of the devil, okay? And so I'm just saying, the devil is really overplaying his hand right now and exposing himself that that it's the devil. It's like, I mean, you it, it, there's no like gray area, which makes it real easy if you love Jesus. Because you just stand back and say, oh, wait a minute, <clears throat> that's that's not in my Bible. And then there's this, let me read it to you. First Timothy four one. First Timothy four one. Now expressly, this the Spirit expressly says that word expressly means it. Literally, it's like explicitly, like, like get this, okay? Like I'm making a real strong point here, and it doesn't say Paul said. It says the Holy Spirit, the Spirit expressly He says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Now, listen to me. If there's, if, if there's no if. That's the Word of God, and that being true, then I can tell you on the face of the earth right now, there's deceiving spirits and doctrines of devils. so have you noticed this now, this new wave coming through of well, you know maybe we should just you know concede and and uh maybe we should just i i I saw a deal, and i'm just I'm just like what twenty eight thousand pastors, some kind of Lists that pastors twenty-eight thousand pastors have gotten together and all trying to talk about what they're going to preach in their churches and help to get this pushed through to just go ahead and that that they can support biden and 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 they're just going to have to trim a few things but we can go this direction and i'm like what ain't gonna find me on that list because i'm just gonna stand with the word of god i've already got a list I've already gotten my list. I've already gotten my marching orders It came right here in the Bible, and if it didn't in here, well then i and so it makes it real easy for me at first at first I was some uh, there's like this seducing spirit trying to talk to me like oh, you know how hard it's gonna get what if they what if this happens and if this this goes this way and what if they what if all this happens and covid comes around and what you know what about this and it's oh and it starts coming I, mean, I was like, Shut up. I mean, you just make me tired all over trying to listen to you, right? I'm just like, no, what does the Bible say? Do not forsake the assembling ourselves together. Preach the gospel. Be in season, out of season, every season. Just preach. What you know, I I don't have to come up with a great doctrine from, you know, something, just preach the simple truth because apparently a lot of Christians don't know the simple truth, right? Don't need to dig into the, you know, Whatever, are y'all with me? so so if your house is built on the sand and you've got deceiving spirits and doctrines of devils flying around everywhere, you're not going to last long. So how much more when we see the day approaching are we to rise up as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ? to stand up. Do you realize, folks? That just you you just gotta you gotta you gotta wake up and to hear the rhetoric going on. The church is not essential. Right? The church is not essential. The government is gonna tell me how to dress, what to eat, or what to drink. Now, I wanna be honest with you. I don't think you should be drinking 20-ounce sodas. But I don't want them telling me what I can and can't do. I'll make that decision for myself. Thank you. Yes. How come, how come, I've, if the government cares so much about us, have we not heard one, one thing to try to help people from getting sick? They've not even suggested a vitamin. Not that I know that that would do a lot of good, but it's going to be better than nothing. But you follow what I'm saying? Nobody say, look, if you take this, because I'm listening to doctor's reports all the time and reading stuff about, oh, if you're taking zinc and this and that and the other and you get all this, you know, it's going to help build your immune system. Have have we heard that? Has that come out? No, they want you to put a piece of paper around your face. That's the same as shooting a BB through a chain link fence and going to tell you that that's going to make you help you. And if you don't, we're going to find you a thousand bucks. All I'm saying is, I don't want to make the message about stupidity, but I'm saying it's evident. But people are just going like this, walking to the slaughter and just laying their head down on the chopping block. And what I'm saying to you as Christians, we have to wake up. We have to call it black and white. We have to call it good and evil. We have to stand on our own two feet. We have to get up and we have to say, listen, we're not listening to a doctrine of devil. I'll tell you, I don't care what it matters. I only have one doctrine I listen to, and that's the doctrine of the Word of God. And I want to stand on this Word, and I want to hold on to this Word. But then you say, oh, well, but pastor, I don't really know the Word that well. You better get to knowing it. you telling me you can't find time to read the Bible? Come on. That is no longer an excuse. Well, I'm so busy, I don't have time to read. Oh, bull. <clears throat> you know, I saw this the other day. I think I think uh, my wife showed me this, and it may have come off Facebook or something, but I thought, if that's not right, and, and I don't know if I have all the figures right, and she couldn't find it later, but it said something like, in 1945, when you bought a new automobile, that in the owner's manual, it gave you the sequence for adjusting the valves on the motor and the manual owner's manual in today's cars say don't drink the battery acid in the deal that's what they say the liquid in the battery don't drink it and they're saying that's how far humanity has gone down this one would adjust the valves and don't drink we had to tell them don't drink the fluid in the battery. You just think about that. You know, there's a lot of truth there. But I'm telling you, there is no excuse. Folks, we were on the edge. We were on the edge on the precipice of the greatest move of God we've ever seen. Now is not the day to be sitting around biting your fingernails saying, oh gosh, I don't know what's happening. What's the vote count? Listen to me, there already has been a vote count. It's already been given to Jesus in heaven. He is king and we've got to move forward with the things of God. Here's another one, 2 Timothy 3.1. But know this in the last day, perilous times will come. He's already told us perilous times will come. Why are we surprised perilous times will come? Why are we surprised that they're censoring what we say? But see, we're all sitting around like got sucker punched, dumbfounded, like saying, I just can't believe they did that. Did they really do that? Is that wrong? I just can't believe it. Because see, we're just good people. And we're not thinking that people could be coming up with this kind of conniving stuff. I mean, this is something like you read from World War II that Hitler and the propaganda did. Not in today in our society, and we're just just getting hit in the face with it. We're like, huh, really? Do they have toilet paper at H-E-B? (laughs) We're missing it. We're sitting around getting caught up by these little little things running on here and there, and, 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 and we're missing what God's doing. There's a move going on, and it's going on. I want to tell you something now. It's not coming. It is happening. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's happening now. And the first part of this move of God is the revealing of darkness. But you know what? it also reveals things in our own hearts. Fear, worry, anxiety. How strong are we going to stand? Yesterday I was walking, doing my walking, and uh, I found, uh, this is kind of dangerous to tell you this, because I got so caught up in ranting and raving and praying and all of this to myself, I, I just was just charging, walking and just flopping in arms and flailing and going on and up, and I just kept going. And then all of a sudden, I looked down. And I was like, good gosh, I've walked 15 minutes longer than I was even expected to. You know, I was just there. come back to the house tell Laura I said, I think I hurt my hip up there, just charging around upside side of the mountains What am I doing, you know? So it was a, you know, kind of a, give me some good benefit. I did push myself, stretch myself farther than I wanted to. But the point is, is that you, we got to get stirred up. Listen to me. Listen to me. If if right now they go do the recount and everything recounts and President Trump wins and they're going to, you know, they get mad and riot or do whatever, you know, listen, we don't say, okay, well, let's go on back to life. No, God is calling us right now to get out and be more evangelical or evangelistic than we've ever been before. He's calling us to get off of our, and get out there and read the word of God, know the word of God, tell it to our neighbors, preach it to our neighbors, be the most radical Christians you could possibly ever be. Right now, God is trying to get us out of the nest. The rest of this in 1 Timothy 3, 1, is just what we see, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, nobody's caring about the masses. Give me a break. They're not caring about the masses. You know how I know this? Because all I have to do is just go look back in history and see what communist nation ever really cared about the people. We're going to make it even for everybody. No, everybody suffers. Nobody has anything. Everybody suffers and dies, and only the two top crusts get anything. I mean, come on. I mean, give me something else better than that. You can't go to and play that old playbook and think it's going to work out. It ain't going to work out. But yet people are just like, well, I don't know, maybe they have a new way to do it. Like, are you stupid or what? You're just sticking your head in the hole to get it chopped off. I mean, I can't believe it. When I talk to people and, and, and hear some of the things coming out of people's mouth, I'm just like, somebody take part of your brain out last night or what? Because the other flip side of God's, A million great loving thoughts for you is the flip side. The devil has got into people. They're lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders. Isn't it? Have you all noticed this one about the devil overplaying his hand? That they'll burn your city down. Oh, but now we need to get along together. I'm like, what? I mean, are y'all just this is just a this a bizarre world. I just look at I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, we'll burn your shit the And then, oh yes, let's get together. Love one another. You watch the Coke commercial with everybody coming out through the deals, you know, it's gonna start coming back up with mask on as they run through the field. Unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure, rather than the lovers of God. See, there's no other lovers of pleasure or lovers of God. Folks, listen to me. This road, this, God is, there is no gray area anymore. That's the first thing that's happened on this move. It's being exposed, but in your life, you've got to look. There is no gray area anymore. You, it's either black. Or white, you either love Jesus or you don't. Having a form, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. In other words, yes, we're nice people. Uh, Not really. They're not nice. They're not nice. And from such people, what's it say? Turn away. Right? Okay. So, I'm shocked, okay, because I'm just like, I, 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 I listened to some stuff today, and I, I was just, I'm shocked at what's going on in Ireland and Wales right now. And if Pastor Wayne and Gwen, y'all are watching this message, God bless you. I'm praying for you all the time. We all are. Because it is getting ridiculous what's taking place in that country. Okay, so now they're telling stores that you can't sell non-essential items. So they've Determine what's essential. So you can't buy clothes. Like you can't go to the store if it's a multi, whatever you'd call it, like a superstore, yeah. You can't go in there and go shopping and buy groceries, and then you're like, oh, I like that little blouse over there. I think I want that, and go pick it up because it's non-essential. And so my point is if we put up with that, You're sunk. It's that old story of feeding the cat that came up. You fed him, he's yours. He's going to be there every morning. He will not go away. You give that cat just an inch, just a little bit, just a crumb, just a little flake, just just break off a piece of saltine cracker and throw out there, that cat's going to be yours for the rest of your life. And right now, if you yield to the devil, yield to those things, you give an inch, you're going to be living with it forever. So what are we going to do? Here we go. I want to finish up here. Psalms 84.1. Psalms 84.1. This is where we have to be. This is the Christian we need to be. If you're already this person, as I read Psalms 84.1, and you just you just say, Yes, that is the anthem of my life. Good. Praise God. Share it with somebody. If you read this and you say, I don't even understand what it's talking about, you're on shaky ground. How lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. Say, well, I don't know, you know. I'm, you know, I go to church, my wife tells me I have to, but I long for, you know, pizza. I understand pizza longing. I understand chocolate cake. I learned yearning. Rocky Road yearning. But yearning for the courts of the Lord? Church, listen to me. If you don't enjoy sitting down and drinking a cup of coffee and reading your Bible with Jesus, you're not longing for the courts of God if you don't want to just worship him and go outside and just lift up your hands and worship him, if you don't want to spend time, hear me now. Come on, hear me now. If you're, if you're okay with just getting up in the morning and saying, God, it looks like today is going to be a terrible day, but would you just be with me, please, dear Lord, and bless the kids. And you think that's a high spiritual walk with the Lord. You're missing it. You're on shaky ground. Listen to me. You better get off of it. You better get to Psalms 84.1 and you better start to say, man, I am so hungry for just fellowship of the Lord. I am so hungry to hear from heaven. I've told you all this story. The very first time I ever heard the Lord speak to me, I'd just gotten saved, been saved a couple of months. I've been reading my Bible. I got hungry for the Lord. And I was like, God, it says all in here that you talk to me, but I'm not hearing anything. I just not really, you know, like hearing. And I don't know if I'm supposed to hear like an audible voice or what I'm supposed to hear. And I I, I just, Lord, I just can't, and I don't, you know, I just, I'm just hungry for you. And I just, man, I was just going on and going on and going on. I was in our bedroom and I was out there by myself. And so finally I said, you know, I, I started getting, I said, man, I tell you, And and I know this sounds crazy. I said, I'm going to go stand on the edge of the bathtub so that I can't get relaxed until I hear from you. So I did it. I went into my bathroom, stood on the edge of the bathtub, balancing myself on the edge of the bathtub, saying, God, I'm going to hear from you. I'm not getting off this bathtub till I hear from you. I don't know how you hear. I'm not going to let my body relax. I want to hear from heaven. And as God is my witness, as I'm standing there, it just popped in my head, like I could see it in black and white, in my brain, Psalms 4. And I'm like, Psalms 4, Psalms 4, Psalms 4, what Psalms 4 said. And so I got off the bathtub, went in there, got my Bible, opened it up, read Psalms 4. It says, be still and meditate on your bed and hear my voice. (laughs) So I felt like that was the Lord telling me, get off the edge of the bathtub. So I'm like, that's how this works, oh Lord? Okay. And so since then, we've had a relationship like that, all right? My deal is is that if your heart is not yearning for God, you're even going to faint for the courts of God. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God if you don't want to see righteousness right now. Look, your heart is not in the right place if you just want to see the evil people get exposed and punished. That's not really right. I want to see the righteous Jesus arise in the midst of it. I want to sit back when I see God's goodness come into the midst of everything and people say, oh my gosh, I'm wrong. That's what I want to see. I want to see the Holy Ghost conviction come on people. Because that's the righteousness of God walking into the midst of sin and sin can't hold up and it crumples and the person then is free to say, oh God. Forgive me. Even the sparrow has found a home. The swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young. Even your altars, O Lord of hosts. O my king and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will still be praising you. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you. Is our strength in God right now or our ability and the amount of shells we have? Hello? Hello? I'll be honest with you, I'm as guilty as him. I get worried, man. You know, do I have enough? And then I stop and say, Oh, I got a plenty. Jesus said he could call a legion of angels. I'd take one, a little old squatty one, you know, if that's all I could get. <laughs> It'll do more than, you know, case of ammo. Might not be too impressive. I'm like, I got you, huh? Well, can you get them? But, I mean, you know, come on. Blessed is the man who strengthens in you whose heart is set on a pilgrimage. Now, here's where I'm going to finish. Whose heart is set on a pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, which that means the valley of weeping, they make it a spring. In other words, they take a bad thing and they turn it into something good. Why? Because they are set. And I'm asking you tonight, everyone out there watching, listening, And in here tonight, are you set? Are you set like stone and you will not be moved off your rock? Are you set, mortared in place that no matter what comes, you're going to stand up and say, man, I'm praising Jesus. I am a Christian. I'm born again. I'm washing the blood headed to heaven. Your foundation can't be shaken. If you think that it should have God should have done it one way and it goes a different way, are you gonna freak out, fall apart? Or are you set to even make the valley of the of, of weeping a valley of springs? That's where we have to be, church, right now in these days. We are in the last days, we are in the perilous times, and if you are not set, you're gonna be washed away. It says they go from strength to strength. That's where we got to go from this day, from strength to strength. The only way to do that is to be set. And I'm telling you, folks, I don't believe that we've seen the worst, okay? We've not seen the worst of humanity yet. I don't know how it's all going to shake out, but I just know this, even if I, like I said, got a little dumpy angel, we're going to get the job done. Look on down here and it says, for a day in your courts better than a thousand, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. And that's where you have to be, church. I'd rather just be the doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than get over there in their tents of wickedness. I'm not going to go and and revert back to lying and cheating and stealing. Right? I'm not going to win by cheating. Well... No, I won't even do that. When I play cards with my wife, I won't cheat. I didn't. For the Lord is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. This is where we have to be, church. Psalms 84. We have got to be this person. If not, you're going to get washed away. Or you may not get washed away. You may just go away with the flow, and you just may think it's all good and find out that the chopping block's at the end. But as long as I'm here, I'm going to keep sounding the alarm, waving the flag. And like I said, Sunday, I'm going to tell you seven events that I believe are going to come upon the face of the earth shortly. And I, I think you'll be happy. Should be. Amen? So let's stand, church, and let's not be moved. Amen? So look at the person around you and say, hey, I'm set. Are you? For all those of you out there watching, listen to me. You better be set. You better be set in the things of God. If you're not set in the things of God, well, then he's real easy. All you have to do is turn to him. All you have to do is just call out on his name of Jesus and say, Jesus, I want you in my life. I want you to be a part of my life. I want to be on the rock. Begin to cry out to him like that. And you know what? The spirit of God will show up and he will begin to minister to you and he will save you, help you, deliver you, whatever you need. But you got to call out upon him. Isn't it interesting that the Bible says those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It doesn't say those that think about it. It says those that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You have to do something on your part. So in your time this week or the rest of this week, I'm telling you, get hungry for the things of God. Do something crazy. Get out there while you're walking and wave your hands around. Get out of your little comfort zone. You know, get out of of just your daily little Bible reading and do something, you know, whatever. Stand on your table and quote Psalms, read a Psalms. Just do something that will shake your whole foundation into, oh my gosh, they have gone over the edge. Let your body say that about you. Oh, my. They have become radical. Find somebody. Walk up to them and say, do you love Jesus? And they say, get away from me, crazy person. Say, God bless you. Go to the next one. Hello? Be an evangelist. Get people saved. That's all that counts. Jesus loves people. Amen? So I'm going to pray over you, I'm going to pray over your offerings, the the buckets are in the back, for everyone out there that's giving, I thank you, God bless you, we're still rescuing orphans in Kenya, I mean in, in Guatemala, blessing the feeding kids in Kenya, we're still doing some great outreaches throughout Mexico, preaching to mission places all over, we're still going forth, we're not going to stop, we cannot be stopped because we're being compelled by the Spirit of God forward. Thank you for your giving. So, Lord, right now, I ask you to bless everyone's offerings. I ask you to bless their giving. Lord, I thank you that, that you move heaven and earth to bless these people. Lord, as we continue to, to work around the world, continue just to reach people all over the world, Lord, I thank you that you're the God who finances your work. And so, Lord, bless the people and increase them so that they give in abundance, Lord. I just declare tonight that your hand is upon us all. I declare, Lord, we'd rather be doorkeepers in the house of the Lord than in the tents of the wicked any day, and that you, you're just creating and stirring within the people and beginning to just create us to be radical, radical Christians for you. And, Lord, I praise you for it. I thank you for blessing us and giving us divine appointments this week. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. God bless you, church.